Lashley and his lies. Make a little noise for the Lashley sisters! Steve, Steve is gone, really. Um, well, he was he, he was all right, but at the end of the day, we've we've upgraded the host of the show now. So, peace. Shall, shall we all just take a moment of silence there in honor of our brother who's uh, sadly fallen to his untimely death this week? R.I.P. in pieces. R.I.P. in pieces. But Gordo is definitely a better host, and uh, you'll be able to catch us here next week, where hopefully I won't have to host this again because my voice is starting to go. This is really sore. It's all right. Father Maguire said he'd do it. Douglas, do your funeral! You let Douglas do funeral! We apologise for the absolute shitstorm of the show that this was this week, but at the same time, it was still better than Raw. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a week with a billion dollar deal, the return of the billion dollar princess, and an episode of Raw, at least a billion things wrong with it. Put the kids to bed. Here we are, lads. Another alleged wrestling podcast. Going it out probably a day early. We'll go out on the Thursday. What? Nicky, Gordo, Steve. Yep. How yeah, we're busy on Friday. I think we're just all very professional that we're just doing it earlier, you know, because we're so good at our jobs. Yeah, it's not to do with us all being busy Thursday and Friday nope. at all. Get in, at all. get in, get the job done, get out. It's the Gordo way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if all else fails, you can just abort it. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. Possibly Maybe. by the time we do our next yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> sure, as always, boats. Boats, boats, boats. <laughs> Hashtag repeal the podcast. <laughs> Should repeal Raw. We've got to get back on there on Monday night. Ah, so. You know what? Let's get the billion dollar stuff out of the way early and get to the main event. It's kind of leaked out a bit early that Fox are going to buy only SmackDown. And we're looking at Friday nights, $200 million a year over five years. $1 billion deal. Nikki, um, you're frozen on my screen. Steve, you're frozen on my screen. No, we're, we're moving fine on our screen. <laughs> we're all back. <laughs> We were just shocked with the money being thrown at uh, anyway. SmackDown. <laughs> My audio came through, so I don't have to edit this, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, then. Uh, for one show, so like last year, USA gave them $180 million for Raw and SmackDown, and now they're getting $200 million a year for just SmackDown. Fuck. God knows how much for Raw. One point five. What I don't understand is... Do, do, do you not watch the show? <laughs> you know, the, I mean, it's, it seems like they're just throwing money at a popular thing and thinking, oh, yeah, sure, that'll, that's bound to make us money. It will, though. I mean, it's still, even though, like, it's still in the top rated show, uh, even though the ratings aren't great at the moment, it's still one of the top rated cable shows overall. Yeah. So it's still going to make money regardless. Yeah, for their time slot this week, I think Raw was second and then Nielsen rankings only behind American Idol. 
which is still embarrassing. But uh, yeah, it's it is it's going to make money one way or the other. Like the only thing I'd be wondering about it all is, are they paying too much for Raw and not enough for SmackDown after watching this week? <laughs> if you go on this week's shows, definitely. But I'm. Steve, Steve has turned into a robot. Robo yeah. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> he, he can't even drop out because he's the one that's recording this shit. <laughs> Steve, is, Steve is just so upset by all of this. Yeah. Yeah, but he's had to go home back to his planet of Krypton. Yeah, it sounds fine to me. What? What? Is this thing fucked already? Yeah. I think so. It's yeah. gone completely fucked, yeah. There's no show this week, so good night all. <laughs> night So since this news kind of broke on Monday afternoon, the stock price nearly tripled for WWE, like literally in the space of a few hours. So it went up 32% at one point as the story starts to come out on Monday and hit an all-time high of $59.49 a share. It's a record. And if you look back, like 2015 to the day, it was thirteen sixty-seven. Then 2016 was $17. 2017 was nearly $18. This place is just at the moment. And the shows are terrible. <laughs> it's just... It's logic, man. Uh, if you bought shares last week when the story was leaking, you would have made $20 a share on Monday. That's crazy. It really is. <laughs> well, anyway, the, it's money. It's guaranteed money over time. It's that's yeah. what investors want. It's, it's, it was always going to happen as soon as they announced this. Yeah, and Raw had the lowest rating of 2018 and the lowest in a year. So the last one was a couple of weeks out from a year. We'll say June 12, 2017, and it was a massive drop off in the third hour. It lost 400,000 viewers this week. To be oh. fair, I'm not surprised. Although the third hour of Raw was actually the best hour by a country mile. So yeah. the people missed out, but I also don't blame them for not hanging around giving the shit show they had up up until that point. And you were saying there was something else on as well, Gordo, were you? Um, yeah, as far as I know, the game four of the Cavaliers and Celtics uh, conference finals was on. Pretty sure that was starting around that time as well, or at least the coverage of it would have been. Basketball. So being that close being in the finals and everything or being that close to the finals rather that'll take a big chunk of the viewership away as well mm-hmm. especially in a big market like Cleveland so so what do they do here do they just stick to their guns and keep with the way things are at the moment or do they they're making so much money now because they're not throw us a bone and be like okay just give the fuckers what they want for a couple of years <laughs> they <laughs> like don't it, need to the that's problem the problem is, yeah. the problem is I genuinely believe that they think they are producing good content that is the sad state of affairs because there's no other logic that they could have produced something as god-awful as the Lashley segment this week with the knowledge that they did the Bailey segment, This Is Your Life, around the same time last year that was the winner of the illustrious Bettine Worst Segment of the Year Award. You, you, you can't do that unless you think it's good. I, I think the, what will determine whether they think they're, what they're doing right now is good or not is if Jinder versus Roman is the main event of Money in the Bank. Nah, it will be. be. It will be. In front it of a Chicago crowd. It won't. I really think it will. 
No, they, they have to put a WWE match on last. Now that it'll have a definitive ending, last man standing, championship match in Chicago. Oh, but Jesus Christ, could you imagine the riots if they put on Jinder or... That's and, why uh, I want to see this. It's, it's going to be Jinder getting cheered. Oh, yeah. He's going to get cheered regardless of whether it's opening the show, ending the show, or anywhere in between. Oh, I know, but like the show will essentially end with either Roman winning and getting booed or Jinder winning and getting cheered. Either way, you're getting one of the most fucked up endings you're ever going to see at a fucking show. You know, since maybe Backlash of last year where something weird happened that caused ratings to start slipping. Uh, Can't remember. Oh. It was, uh, Gordo, I'll help you out. It was the same day last year. The same day as the Lashley segment was the day Jinder won the world title. <laughs> not a funny looking question. The 21st of May is a dark, dark day. It's not even the 19th of May. May 19th. May 19th. May 19th. May 19th. We need some fucking idiot kid to fucking scream it in the middle of November fucking 25 times. <laughs> fucking idiot kid. Uh, do you want to just talk about Lashley? No. I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to. No. So, Gordo, I think you will probably take center stage here, but let's see how it goes. Uh, we heard about this a week ago, and it seemed like a bad idea then, but I don't think we had any idea how bad it was really going to be. Uh, Sammy Zayn comes out, even the commentators are getting a little worried, and he says, make some noise for the Lashley sisters. Three guys land out in drag. Crowd is dead. There's literally not a peep out of the crowd. Uh, and then he, what he mentioned, he brought them. He talked to each of them individually about their their prop. The one had a broom, one had a helmet, and one had a rag. And I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I've witnessed. Uh, Gordo. Hashtag repeal the Lashleys. Essentially, this is it's time for another bad idea, bad idea segment. Uh, Bad idea having a segment featuring the Lashley sisters. Other bad idea getting three men to play the Lashley sisters. (laughs) Um, I I swear to God, I was watching this and I actually just trying to think what's the nicest way of saying this. Don't hold back, man. Don't no, I'm trying, back. I'm trying to think what's the nice way, put, what's the best way of putting this. Essentially, wrestling always has this stigma about it that people nearly feel embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Personally, I never had that problem. But if I was introducing someone to wrestling and their first time watching the show was this, I would feel embarrassed being a wrestling fan. I I was actually embarrassed to watch it, and I know we had to write this stuff down and talk about it. Yeah, it's it like I I know we're we're kind of torn on it. Myself and Nikki were kind of debating which was worse, this or the Bailey segment. I I think this is worse because it shows they didn't learn from the Bailey segment. This isn't my own hatred of all things Lashley at the moment talking here, which is well documented, and I'm sure people are going to tune in this week just to hear me fly off on one about this. Uh, which is why I'm trying to control myself because I'm not giving those fuckers what they want. But um, <laughs> no, at the end of the day, it's they knew from the Bailey segment, which was roughly a year ago, how bad this shit is. But they didn't learn from it, and they done the exact same thing again. I mean, you literally trap people out, and the whole shtick was, was it? Uh, I have my broom. Uh, he used to bully me and pick on me. 
So I picked up the closest thing to me, which was this broom, and used it to swat him away. Um, then the other one had the helmet because he used to hit her in the head. So she saved up her pocket money or something and went and bought a helmet to protect her, which he then put on her later on in the bit and punched her in the head with a protective helmet on. And it hurt her, not him. <laughs> Where the fuck is the logic in that? And then you go on to the fucking third lady um, who had a towel because apparently he hurt her feelings so much and uh, she cried so much because that a tissue wasn't enough. So she had to get a towel because it was the only thing to soak up all her tears. I want to know where the fuck were Child Protective Services with all this? <laughs> because seriously, like the, this, these kids should have been taken away from their parents because this shit is fucking not on. Army um, dad, army dad's he's away. Like you know, I, well, where where the fuck is army mom? She fucking hit the bottle or something. Seriously, <laughs> to be fair, I would if I had that bastard as a fucking kid. But, uh, you mean that snarling little menace? Oh, the snarling little brat of a menace. So they shipped off to a reform school, and I don't fucking know what else they done to him. Fucking hopefully castrate the cunt so he doesn't fucking reproduce or something. I don't know. Wow. I just I fucking I don't want I you know what fucking allow abortions just so you can make sure this fucker doesn't have kids. Ah, <laughs> uh, I swear to God. Uh, how how did this get out of the writing room? How did this make it out? Because oh, Vince thought this was hilarious, I guarantee you. Yeah. This is a Vinnie Max segment all over it. Um, it's, it's, it's fucking atrocious. Like, this comes out the day that the details of this fucking new TV deal leak. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, if there's nothing that says two fingers to everyone, to fans, it's this segment. It's fucking atrocious. And even look at the face of Sami Zayn when he's going through this fucking shite. Mm-hmm. He looks like a man who's just like, are they really lumping me with this? It was exactly how Alexa Bliss looked last time, uh, last year for the Bailey segment. Oh, completely. And these are people that are good on the mic, didn't they? Sammy and Alexa are both really good on the mic. Yep. Sammy probably underrated for how good he is on the mic. Everyone knows how good Alexa is. But um, these are two people who are really good on the mic and can actually get a good story across. But you lump them with shit. Mm-hmm. And it just it drags them down. Like it's... Uh, I, I would love to know what Triple H's reaction to all of this was. He's obviously I, been around the business a long time. He knows the direction he wants to take his shows in uh, at NXT. Could you imagine seeing something like this in NXT? It just wouldn't happen. Not a chance. It's oh, like that. Like I said before, like this, I can only one of two things. I suppose one, they're trolling us, which I don't think a company like WWE would actually do because I genuinely believe they're not smart enough to troll us like this. <laughs> so the other option and the only alternative option I can think of is they actually thought this was a good idea. That is scary. And, they, and it's not like they didn't have time to reconsider. They built this story for three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. They knew this was coming. They had they knew they had to plan something like this. They announced this two weeks or two weeks ago that this was going to happen. And it all happened because Sammy got a suplex. <laughs> it's fucking vertigo. Look what vertigo does to people. <laughs> swear to God. But it's a stalling suplex. Yeah, it's a suplex yeah. where he stalls. Stall. <laughs> Did you see Ken Shamrock's tweets about it? No. The first one was just, oh my, <laughs> it happened. <laughs> and then uh, it was, when it's good, Raw is great entertainment and unparalleled athleticism. When it's not, it can feel awkward to watch. The overall reaction to the Lashley bit makes me wonder, 
they had something more controversial written and the sister skit won out. Like what could have possibly been worse than that? Why did there need to be a segment at all? Like what? Okay, let's just assume that this segment didn't suck as bad as it did. And let's just look at the long-term booking of what they wanted us to feel after this and what did they want us to think after this? So what did they want us to come away from this with the with an understanding of are we supposed to now like Bobby Lashley more because of this segment? Yes, I, because clearly he defended his sister's honor when Sammy eventually or his family's honor when Sammy did eventually insult the family properly. And Sammy is just a dirt uh, ignorant person who just thought this was funny, but it wasn't really. So we should really be on Lashley's side for all this. Do, do they not understand that people see through stuff like this? Yeah, it's like I I'm surprised it wasn't midgets. I thought they were going to be midgets. I I was expecting blackface. Oh, oh man, imagine how much worse it could have been. That's that's the only thing when I saw the Shamrock tweet, that's the only thing I thought when he said something more controversial. That's the only thing I could think was blackface is about the only thing that could have gotten worse than this shite. Could you imagine? Oh man. There was that one guy that was pretty white. I'm surprised they didn't black him up with it. That's true. The guy with the mustache. Yeah, the mustache. I mean, yeah. uh, whatever, Kathy, was it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was Francis. Francis, Francis. the mustache. Francis. Uh, That's bad. Uh, how did you, how did you not know which hand that was? Bobby even got the mix up for sure. <laughs> he doesn't even know his own sisters, like for sake. But like no wonder he's bullying the ball. Like, he doesn't even know which ones he's bullying. But like the, like Gordo said before, like Lashley had a, a reasonably good character within TNA. You know, he was the destroyer, he was just a beast. Yeah, but at least you know, at least he had a character that you could somewhat buy into. Like more legit. Yeah, like how are we supposed to consider him legit with this sort of shit? He should have come into WWE as an absolute ass kicker. You know, he should have been the one that built himself through the ranks, like Stroma did last year, with a view to ultimately taking down Brock. That is in no way shape coming to fruition right now. No. Because what we had, we had him just do random stalling suplexes for a few weeks, then an interview where he talked about his sisters, and then this. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, he's going to beat Sami Zayn, and then he's inevitably going to beat someone slightly higher up the, ch- the chain, which at this stage, given what they've lumped Sami with, is fucking anybody. Um, ugh, just, I don't want to review his segments anymore. I'm just going to fucking skip. <laughs> you could just do the raw reviews, just review a few things from it and just not his at all or just one story from it Bobby no one would be bad. Was also there <laughs> Lashley happened <laughs> oh, I don't know uh, I don't know how much worse it can get it, the show is getting I know Smackdown was quite good this week but I'm low for the quality of the show yeah it's it. probably the best atle- the most athletic I will say the election they've got the most athletic the most diverse but eh, i don't know the, the quality they need to get rid of these writers it's fucking god awful it's scary how one week they can have within one week within two days they can have a show so bad as raw i suppose even if you break it down even further three hours of raw of which two were absolute horseshit and one was quite good and then you go to smackdown which was a two-hour show which was overall quite good 
how can you have such contrasting writing capabilities and producing capabilities within such a short time period on one of the biggest productions in the world? You know I, why? It's because there's a member of the SmackDown production team who's actually following us on 2-Bit Wrestling on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he even admitted it himself there that, you know, not all creative comes from him and that he has to produce stuff that isn't written by him. So somebody, obviously backstage, we're assuming Vinnie Mac at this stage, is leading the narrative on what creative are doing. Why are people not standing up to him? Like, surely you, you don't surround yourself with yes men the whole time. Surely you need people to challenge you. You want people to challenge you. And if you see what Triple H is doing and the reviews he's getting within NXT and even 205 Live lately, why are people saying, okay, well, Triple H is doing a good idea. Let's see what his ideas are. And if they're different than Vinnie Max, then we need to do a bit of trial and error and see how they're producing and how they're going to work out. That's what's really annoying me lately is the fact that the inconsistent creativity is just, it's a nightmare. One week you're, you're interested, the next week is shit. So you're like, oh, fuck, will I watch it all? You're in and out. And that's just the worst kind of thing. Yeah. Please keep Alistair Black in NXT for as long as possible. Yeah, and keep, send pe- keep sending people back. This great. I keep seeing all these people go back. Revival and Tyler Breeze are gone back. Well, not fully, but, you know, more people yeah. to go back would be great. <laughs> yeah. More opportunities to do what they actually want to do. Revive the revival. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Too many sitcom writers in there, I think. Yeah, It's gotten past the stage now where I'm no longer even angry watching it. I'm just depressed. Yeah. It is, it's defeated. It's like... I, like I, was angry watching the Lashley interview at the time whereas now when you look at it as we said there's so many opportunities they've had to change course with this and just to fucking actually wake up and realise what they're doing is so fucking terrible but no so yeah I think it's just a stage of defeated at this stage yeah it's, but it's just too many writers is the issue like I mean back when it was what three people around the pool booking it mm-hmm. there was the general cons- uh, consistency over the whole show there wasn't you know ups down like, as near as much as there is now it's just because different producers different writers for every different segment there's no flow to the show there's so everything can be all over the place mm-hmm. big time nail on head but i think most of the time we look at this uh, like as a tv show not as a, a kind of a pay-per-view or anything it's reviewed like a tv show and it's just a terrible terrible tv show <laughs> yeah i don't know how yeah. they expect to get new people but that's the thing like with this new tv deal coming in TV is the new pay-per-view for them. Like this, we I think Nick mentioned there a few weeks ago that this is their bread and butter. This is where they make their money. They don't make money off pay-per-views anymore. They, they have a steady revenue stream from the network. That's about it. So they're producing their best content for TV. I'll say that again. They're producing their best content for TV. <laughs> How is this worth a billion dollars? 2.5 if you include Raw is the rumor. 1.5 for Raw, 1, million, 1 billion for SmackDown. And I heard a rumor there that um, USA are looking at replacing SmackDown with uh, TNA, Impact Global Wrestling, whatever it's called these days. And it's going to be a $1 million deal. Could you imagine even TNA producing something this bad? And I, I genuinely don't believe that they would. I've seen them produce some shit stuff, but this bad? All I will say is TNA are shit production values for the most part, but they have never re- produced uh, maybe the Claire Lynch pregnancy, AJ Styles angle a couple of years back. That was pretty bad. Um, but apart from that, I don't remember the last time I've seen Impact turn out something as bad as this. 
Boom. And I've been I've been the worst critic over the last couple of years, but I cannot remember the last time I've seen them put out something as bad as that. And yeah. they are the pits of wrestling. Yep. And big deal. So you know, with that kind of money behind with Don Callis there and everything. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm gonna say it now. I mean, we've debated here. Is this going to be the twenty eighteen worst segment of the year award? It's quite possible, I'd say. I'm it, putting it in now. I'm voting for it to go in now and then for it to be possibly be beaten later. I don't think it can be beaten, but it's there to be shot at. Oh, they'll try. I do not one see rib- this being beaten. One ribbon is on the trophy. <laughs> I, I'm calling in your man to engrave the fucking thing at this stage. I don't see this being yeah. beaten. Yeah. Shite. Nikki, how do you vote, Nikki? As of right now, it's definitely the worst. I I won't. I, I, my, the trophy. My optimism uh, are <laughs> of them not uh, doing worse than this later in the year isn't there. So for now, it's 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 the winner. As I like now. how you frame that as optimism. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I am intrigued to see how they can one up smanship themselves on this. So I think they're looking at it as like okay. These guys are two bit sports. They think they've got it all figured out. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> they are going to somehow make it work. I, I'm I'm going to be the, the one that sticks it to the group again because you know I like controversial uh, opinions and all that. They're going to produce something worse than this. I know Even the dog doesn't like it, but they are going to produce something worse than this. You know, if they are fucking struggling, just literally send me the create the match listing they want for Survivor Series and I will book it and get them there <laughs> I will fucking do it for them I won't uh, even fucking I won't even charge just I just I want to, you know what yeah you know what pay for a couple of cans six cans I reckon would be enough for me to fucking book from here to fucking <laughs> uh, Survivor Series get me six cans of cider and tell me what matches you want and I'll fucking book you to Survivor Series uh, lads don't worry we're getting this is your life Lashley sisters soon <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Jesus Christ <laughs> Oh my god, what's gonna happen next week? What if the actual sisters show up? At the actual sisters against the fake sisters in the six six man tag. <laughs> Mix match <laughs> challenge. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? They're all women fits. <laughs> no. All uh, women. Just you leave that uh, lady alone. Uh, plus that I won't be watching this week. We'll move on to the start of Raw. Um, Kurt Angle opens <clears throat> they had an image actually up of the Lashley and Sammy thing and they booed the image of it so they should have at least seen that part coming <laughs> Proud booed an image of something that wasn't going to happen for another hour uh, but he says that Ronda's here and says he'll be a contract signing and he presides over that later on and then Stephanie McMahon appears down <laughs> Stephanie's there. She appears on Raw. So uh, let's talk about SmackDown. We'll move on to the open of SmackDown, uh, which was Miz TV. Miz TV. Uh, good night, everyone. Your mic was breaking up, but I couldn't. What did you say? Miz was oh, gone. His TV was oh. good. I liked this. 
happened there. There we go. He's gone now. So, Steph says she'd be fine. What? What's going on? This is a disaster. <laughs> Production issues all over the place here. Uh, just like Raw. So, so it's our, presiding our over the contract now. signing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the worst episode ever. <laughs> uh, she said she'd be presiding over the contract signing. And Steph said Kurt needs his guidance. Kurt agrees for some reason. And uh, and criticized Kurt's emotional handling of Roman. But then the big dog appears. The big uh, dog? Yeah. So he said, oh, don't worry, plenty of time left. <laughs> so uh, the commentator said the, uh, the new uh, ma- you know, management against him line. And he says that he's Samoan temper. And he should look for another line of work. The crowd loves it. It's just not working. This whole him against the management thing no. hasn't worked before. Won't work now. So the commentators sell the Roman versus management line. And Steph says that he has a Samoan temper and he should look for another line of work. The crowd loves it. It's just not working, Nicky, is it? It is not working in any way whatsoever. But I have to like my uh, internet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly <laughs> like your internet. But uh, I have to wonder, is this just... Uh, how they're planning on turning him heel where he possibly joins yeah it's totally going to be it isn't it and we're going to have Roman versus Rollins except inverted where Roman is the heel and Rollins is the face because Rollins is so hot right now <laughs> so hot right now because yeah, this could be this is a way that they could make it see make the crowd think that they're the ones turning against them when really behind the scenes they're the, they wanted to turn him heel all along you know this is the way they, they'll probably end up spitting this but I reckon this this could be what they're possibly thinking as a backup in case, I say in case, as this doesn't work. You are giving them way too much credit, Nick. I know, I really am. <laughs> this is the same people that thought the Lashley segment was a good idea. Um, but, but we now have the connection. The D-O-double-G is going to be listening to this and he's going to feed this shit back and tell you. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at a, a report on Fightful there about uh, the producers for each show, for each segment on Raw. Who'd on it? There was no producer listed for the Lashley segment. I wonder why. Because they would mm. be getting a raid of fucking abuse on the Twitter machine right now. <laughs> From Gordo. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's I, just one guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm beyond abusing him at this day. Well, jeez, I never thought I'd say that line. I'm beyond abusing. But uh, no, it's I'm beyond I'm beyond abusing people over this now. It's it's just sad. It's awful sad. Awful sad, awful sad. All he wanted was a bit of cheese. A bit of cheese. Cheese. <laughs> so we had the, the best for business line three times in 19 minutes. And because of our technical difficulties, that's the third time I've said that in five minutes. It's also the first time we've heard it. <laughs> there we go. So we might I've heard the word business. <laughs> You get in the business. Um, uh, oh, my favorite line was uh, from Roman to Stephanie, cut the corporate crap. You don't want me near that universal title. Come on. Oh, <laughs> oh it's so... You're killing this guy. I know. If, if this doesn't, is that's why I'm saying like that I think it might be turning in heel. Because if it's not, it's the most idiotic thing they've, I'd say, ever done. But then later, happens later on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Till quarter past one in the morning. (laughs) This Monday. 
This uh, was the dumbest thing they've ever done. The weird dynamic I found from all of this was they had Kevin Owens then come out after this and said that he actually likes Roman Reigns. I thought, hang on a second. Are they going to do the old bait and switch here and, you know, kind of casually turn and double turn and triple turn and make us think different things and different emotions? No, 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 no. That's way too smart. (laughs) They're going to have a man in Kevin Owens who the crowd likes and cheers, but who's actually heel against uh, a face Roman Reigns who the crowd hate and actually boo go up against each other one-on-one and okay dynamic to have but if only there was some sort of a you know a buzzword or a phrase they could use for when something like that happens (laughs) Uh, it's normal mad realm mad realm (laughs) strangeville or Oh, bizarro oh. world it's That's fucking it. bizarro world Fitz <laughs> fucking nailed it Gordo uh, I thought we were going to have to put the whole thing on pause <laughs> we've already had to do that long enough tonight yeah <laughs> Albany New York lads bizarro world yeah <laughs> that's your opening segment bizarro world <laughs> yeah bizarro world is code for a good crowd at this stage isn't it? B- bizarro yeah. world is for everyone <laughs> uh, this was um, yeah, yeah. so uh, Kevin comes out and he kind of improved what was this thing was dying a death. It was a sign of things to come for the rest of the night. Uh, he got very comfortable up on her shoulder and everything <laughs> from me, but um, yeah, things breaking up a bit. But look, we'll have to deal with it. This is how it's going to be this week. <laughs> Get prepared. So, it's definitely first. This, this prepare, isn't the worst yeah. podcast audio I've heard. Uh, we, me and Vitz listened to the podcast with uh, oh. Jericho with British Strong Style about the Carnival back, in which Jericho <laughs> forgot to turn on his and Tyler Bates' mic. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's true. That and some weird. of the other ones that are professional, some of the professional ones out there, dance ones. So, one week, my apologies. What can I do? <laughs> uh, so, because of this, you know, these big announcements we were supposed to get. None of them happened. Unless oh, I missed something, and the big announcements were the contract signing, and the other the, la- the, the last few sisters were ones. in the building. <laughs> <laughs> announcements, yay! Yeah, the card so you had days. KO versus Roman. You had uh, KO versus Roman, and a line from Corey was, "The big dog better not rage against the machine too hard," because we've seen how that goes in the past. Who wrote that? I just, I don't know. Punch him no. in the dick. No, uh, so basically, other show fits. <laughs> oh my bad, sorry, sorry. Match punch happens. Him. Punch him Jinder. in the. Oh, no. Sorry, <laughs> Jinder interferes. Um, Ko joins up, and then Rollins makes the save. And I was thinking, I wonder what they're going to do here. We're going mm. to a break. Holla holla. Four men in the ring. Well, I'm Two of which. Tugging and bugging and tugging and bugging. Yeah, so we tugged and bugged our way into a tag team match. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was made official. I couldn't believe it actually to how quick that that happened. It's like, what are the chances here? They're just gonna let them ride off into sunset? No tag about, team match. About fitty fitty. Yeah. About, about three fitty. And did you notice then this started with the uh, uh the situation that had gone on? This is not the Jinder Mahal you're used to seeing here on Raw. <laughs> it's it's like, bizarro world, Maggle. He's a different shark, different shark. Since the shakeup, he's a different man. He became a completely different superstar. Last in the shakeup mm. last year, in the roids, that'll be the roids. Allegedly, allegedly the roids. Yeah, the, the workout roids. The <laughs> so much workout. The pre-work, the pre-workout, and the post-workout, and 
whatever else you take roids i don't know <laughs> he's so he's so worked out right now so worked right now <laughs> so yeah so we're promised the big announcements we got a match and it's and five uh, rollins wins with a stomp on ko so the two lads they were in the match had no bearing on the finish which is kind of smart i suppose to have some sort of weird what's that not telekinesis what's the he just basically warped just like the guy from mortal Kombat, where he appeared on one side of the screen then the other all of a sudden jinder was at the top of the ramp and he hit roman and rollins with the uh with a chair and then roman's music plays and they're booing rollins and roman music is playing at the end so this accomplished nothing oh no thank you jinder clap 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 clap, clap. thank you jinder great success yeah and now we get a fantastic, fantastic match that nobody can wait for. Everybody's looking forward to it. It's going to be the best thing ever at Mind the Bank. Jinder oh, don't, for, don't forget, we get Jinder versus Seth Rollins next week for the IC title. So what you're saying is the Jinder versus Robert could be for the Intercontinental title, so it could be event the show. It legitimately could. Oh, no. They could if they it did could be for a Mars bar, it'll be for the it'll be the main event. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the greatest money in the bank. <laughs> uh, in front of the Chicago crowd, this match is going to get shit on so yeah. much. So yeah. much shit. Lastly esque levels of shit. I wonder how many times there's going to be like CM Punk chance. Like I know King Kama Ross from uh Cultaholic has the over under 247. <laughs> so like I that's pretty good odds. Like he's offering two to one um two to one odds on that. So that's pretty good. Like if you want to make a few pounds. I think during this match there will be one. It will be the entire match. It will start <laughs> at the very start. <laughs> as soon as the second person's music hits or finishes, and it will end just as the winner's music hits. We are getting a fucking constant <laughs> a punk or Rusev Day chant. Uh, yeah. Did you see actually see a Rusev Day chant in there? Oh, yeah. Speaking of punk, did you see uh, the meet and greet tickets for the all in meet and greet thingy? Uh, sold out in less than 50 seconds for punk. Fuck. Oh, what a hero. <laughs> I, I, I sincerely hope he doesn't come back to WWE because could you imagine what the current creative team would do to him? Oh, God. Him versus Alistair Black in a pillow fight. <laughs> we'll get that pillow fight, damn it. Or a tattoo, a, t- a fucking tattoo gun on a pole match or something. <laughs> So basically, uh, the first hour, this lasted the whole maybe 10 minutes less than an hour, I think, towards the end. The idea being to but ended up getting him booed even more and dragging Rollins down into the mire with him. For that last sister segment is up. They have a recap of the interview and then they announce money in the bank. I don't know. It's shit. Yeah. Can yeah, we move yeah. on to some better stuff on Raw? There was some good stuff well, on Raw. Hell of an hour. I've just a lot to get through yet. Just the last hour, it's okay. The thing is, Nikki, if you want to move forward, first of all, you have to travel a bit backwards. All the way back to 410 AD. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, was right after. This was after the Lashley thing, so we need, you know, this was the respect for women part. <laughs> <laughs> they had Alexa Code of Romo about the Romans been attacked by the Visigoths in 410 AD and the idea was that it was the element of surprise I think is what she was trying to go for yeah. but it was a scheduled match <laughs> where's the element of surprise I, I don't think, know. And then I think we should the story 
I think she was trying to get at the Ember's debut where she didn't know she was yeah. in Ember, and that's where the element of surprise was. Oh, oh yeah, no, don't worry. I've, I've got that right now. <laughs> so she tells that Ember Moon's raw debut was no different. <laughs> it's like, what? It's no different than the way the element of surprise that the Romans, uh, the Visigoths and the Romans and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it makes complete sense. It made all the sense. It was a, it's great a topical story. reference, Steve. Yes. So topical. Yeah. yeah. And it was like one day off World Goth Day as well. war. So goth right now. Yep. So goth right now. Wait a minute. Is that why it happened? World Goth Day, yeah, of course. Because they went into the more topical thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I said, Alexa Bliss was sent out to tell that story for a backstage wrestling promo. But this is why all in sold out so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> sure, the match itself was good, though. Yeah, Ember won the match in the end, but. And Just it, this was on a steady slide of an entire ro- hour where nothing was accomplished at the start. Then Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley, that disaster. And then you had this. They were in a death spot here. Yeah. It didn't yeah. start them well with the 410 AD references. See, oh. there's lots of mix. I, I know if it's like this, and I quite like this promo as well. I, yeah. thought, it was, I thought it was all right. I, I thought it was a bit of a weird one, but I wasn't, I didn't hate it. But at the end of the day, I, I was just happy the fact that Ember Moon is on my TV because I love Ember. Mm. No, this is. I, I really don't understand the, the disliking for this. I think maybe judgment might have been in an all-time low after the Lashley segment, but th- th- for me, it was a it was an obscure reference, which I like. I like the when the people don't use the the same creative shtick that everyone uses week in week out. And two, Whoa, it actually it actually made sense because you know Ember had the element of surprise when she had her debut the right night after Mania. Alexa wasn't prepared for it, and that's the reason she lost. Now she is prepared for it, and she won't lose. Spoiler: and then, she doesn't, and then, and then she lost. Yeah, but let's let's give her props because that was actually a pretty damn good match between the two, and that eclipse. Fucking hell! Okay, Nikki's so after right Nikki's after jizzing. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, if there is a, a move in WWE worth jizzing over, it's probably the eclipse. It's um, so so good right now. Live watching, watching this live that Alexa Bliss I was far from alone. People were slating that one and haven't. They were wrong. Yeah, <laughs> these are the same people that slate the iconics. Fuck those guys. Uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Right. I think, I think I might be joining mm-hmm. Steve's bandwagon on that one. Gonna warm up my vocal cords for that. One, we won't hear you. Anyway. <laughs> Fitz is just going to replace you on that bandwagon this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it goes straight from that. I think pretty much into more filler because we had the fucking Corbin Jose match, which fitty fitty Corbin wins because Jose beat him a couple of weeks ago. Not more to be fucking said there. All we can say on that one is deep six. What a move! <sighs> Love that move. Great move. To be fair though, I kind of feel bad for Jose because he likes to have fun, but. Corbin doesn't like having fun, so ruined his fun. Uh, much like this whole episode of Raw ruined my fun. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think what else we got? We got the yeah. Then we went into the Angle and Gable shtick, which was meh. Carter's in a hallway because apparently he no longer has an office. Style reception though. Yeah. Maybe that's for Steve is right now. Steve, are you in the hallway? <laughs> oh, I thought I was supposed to be hanging back. I have a message here telling me to talk less because the thing is breaking up. So I said, okay, I'll just hang back. <laughs> no, my point 
to have to talk. I was just about to say bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn ruined it, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why I figured I'd jump in and try and take over the show. Um, but yeah, apparently Kurt doesn't have an office because Bollocks just took that along with his bollocks. Um, apparently he was going to, he wanted Gable to take Jinder's spot in the match last week, but he was overruled. Could he not have made it a fatal four-way match? <gasps> that would be sense, Gordon. Just saying, like, not all the qualifying matches have to be triple threat matches, Kurt. Also, also I love how Kurt is like, we have to have all the qualifiers, the qualifiers this week. In fact, they still put their last person in. Nope. And well, on Raw until next week. <laughs> and on Raw this week, just gone. There was a qualifying match for the women's yep. uh, match, and next week there's going to be a, a gauntlet match for the final women's spot from Raw. So clearly, there's loads of time. <laughs> Yeah, but Kurt, too many blows to the head or pain meds or something. Um, yeah, so apparently so this all leads to Ziggler and Drew coming up and basically just making fun of Gable. And eventually, yep, they're going to have a match because he just missed a little amateur wrestler and Ziggler was an amateur wrestler. And to be fair, they had a good match, but it was weird that they got jobber entranced. Yeah, that was that was very weird. Were they, were they stuck for time? Because I know a segment <laughs> you could have taken 15 minutes off of. It, mean, didn't, run, segment. it didn't run 15 fucking minutes. And it, and it ran 15 minutes over as well. So, like, uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's like you're pushing Ziggler and Drew was supposed to be this new power power duo and then you jobber entrance them. And Gable's been doing all right lately and he gets jobber entrance. I don't know. I don't see it. But, uh, and they're currently dead for it as well. Yeah, which is surprising. Although crowds are weird that way, though. It's a, it was a very technical. It was an amateur esque kind of match. Yeah, but it was the first proper wrestling match of the night after two hours of dribble. Yeah, but there was no flippy shit. <laughs> yeah, but the crowd were dead from two hours of shit. I know. You can't, you can't expect the crowd to be hot for a match after sitting through two hours of hot garbage. Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, yeah, obviously. As... Move on to move on to the B team, Gordo. Um, we're still drawing the B on when I switch, and even had people in the crowd that had their own custom made T shirts with the grit. They uh, need to just they, sell them. Uh, beat Breezango. Yep. <clears throat> um, so they beat Breezango. Uh, we'll just cut in here now. <laughs> it's breaking again there. <laughs> breaking again. Didn't last long. And Gordo's back in the room. Okay. Yeah. So we had uh, yeah. our tag. Our tag to go. against Breezango. And, uh, coming in fucking throwing everyone out of the ring here. Clearing house. Uh, and yeah, so they, they came out. And would you expect them to 50-50 this? Hell no, because fuck that. Breezango are going to lose because Tyler Breeze is back in NXT nowadays anyway. Um, then Grand L match. B team, I mixed reports online about their music. I liked it. I liked they, it. Too, they yeah. had this last week too. It's just it was playing. They had jobber entrances last week, so it's just playing at the end, and no one really heard it. Oh, that could have been why I didn't cop it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I first time hearing it for me because I don't know why I didn't pay attention to it last week. I might have been writing stuff for the review down actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, good music. I liked it, and did it. The two lads are solid in the ring. I was never mad on on Dallas. Um, I thought he was all right, but never saw the hype about him when he was in NXT at the time. But always loved Axel. Nice to see the two of them getting a bit of a, a run. And looks like if you follow what Matt Hardy's been doing on uh, Twitter, looks like he's kind of been teasing something there with them down the line. So the hot streak mixed with that, you'd imagine they're going to cross paths again fairly soon. So 
But at the end of the day, it's kind of it was weird not seeing Matt and Bray on Raw. Yeah, I really found that weird. It was kind of. I only noticed strange. that after the show. Um, I thought definitely would have been picked up before, but that that yeah. was kind of a celebration at the end of that match. The pushing the chair down the ramp and falling over. Oh, <laughs> so, so good! good. <laughs> Swimming on the announcer's table from uh, the Oh man, that was like they they are comedy gold. Who knew? This, this is what happens when you give a team a chance and just let them have fun. But does that mean they're going to be with No Way Jose because he also likes to have fun? Um, do you know who also likes to have fun? I don't know. No, that was just a question. <laughs> probably, pro- probably lots of people. I, I was I was worried. Was there a segue coming up? I was like, shit. This is Steve's script, not mine. Um, yeah, uh, no, it was good. Um, I, don't oh, yeah. know, I think it's been weird though. Like, no, you didn't have Matt and Bray. I mean, you had AOP who weren't on the show again this week. As far as I know, they may have done a match for main event, or was that last week? I know one of the weeks they've recorded a match for main event, but I mean, where are these two killers that you have to bring up from NXT? And now they're yeah. they've, they've lost their manager, they've lost their push. Um, I mean, even look at who fucking the two boys were facing in this match, Breezango. I mean, they beat the bar only a month ago, month and a half ago. This is where no, because it, this would have made a lot more sense if AOP were brought up to SmackDown. They could have had a good, proper, hard feud against the Bludgeon Brothers. Two big, strong teams up against each other. They could have lasted four to, four to six months out of that feud. But now, because you bring them to Raw, there's no one that can compete with them. And there is no tag division on Raw. Like, it's... Yeah. It's basically, yeah, basically Raw is the cast-offs of the tag divisions. So it's just been kind of left there. And then you throw AOP in on top of it. Yeah. I don't even know how they had a dark match this week. No, I can't remember. I know I said another had a match for main event one of the two weeks. I can't remember which one. I remember reading I had a match either this week or last week. But again, from NXT to main event. Um, so uh but yeah, that was that was depressing. Speaking of depressing, Stephanie McMahon shut up for her third appearance. The other line. What the fact this is her third appearance to meet the Enzo is cleared of all charges? <laughs> uh, so, okay, I'm sorry, my producer is here fucking telling me what to say now. <laughs> He's in your ear like Kevin Dunn is in fucking Michael Cole's ear. Fuck off. Stop with your camera, <laughs> cut, you dickhead. <laughs> right, he's frozen up there now. Yeah, he's frozen up. He's just fucking plotting another camera cut. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, so essentially we had uh, well, essentially the contract signing and she was on about how the uh, WWE Universe is still reeling from the challenge that Nia Jax laid out to Ronda Rousey because, yeah, you know, heaven forbid someone had challenge a big name who's only had one professional wrestling match to a title match oh fuck's sake uh so it's, yeah not ronda and i come out to the ring for the contract signing um you have ronda essentially turned to steph and ask her about her arm and steph starts asking questions as if it's an interview and what was the fucking point i, I saw a steph cutting a promo on both of their behalves Yes, because neither of those bitches can talk for yeah, shit. Pretty much, she just get, gave both of them her promos rather than them saying if she just said it all herself. I didn't actually hate this as much as I thought I would. 
yeah, it can still fuck off though. The whole thing can like we we know where it's going. Yeah, Ronda's winning clean. She she may win clean, but she may not hold the title for long. Ah, fuck it, mm. fucking power through it. Um, yeah, so it's the shite, basically the usual stuff they reeled out that uh, Ronda doesn't take losing too well, which we've heard for the last what four months. Um, she says Steph goes on about how long it took Nia to beat Alexa. Kind of really shot on Alexa needlessly there, but whatever. Um, yeah. Then she makes a comment essentially about Nia being lazy, which kind of tipped Nia over the edge. And she, basically, she's heard this her whole life, and she's going to basically prove that she's not lazy and how dominant she is. Yeah, he had a horse shit. Um, then she starts stand. Uh, she stands up, and they go to have their stare down. But Rhonda's nice enough to move the table out of the way because she's lovely like that. Oh yeah. Um, have a bit of a handshake and Rhonda just kind of pauses for a second looks at the belt then picks up the, puts the mic up again and says come money in the bank she's going to take her title and her arm so Way. lovely collection of arms getting the collection there's, pe- there's two people in the ring that like to collect body parts <laughs> oh. <laughs> and another one who just likes to fucking injure people but whatever um, yeah contract sign that didn't descend into violence though which Anyone remember the last time that happened? It's unique. They're women. Yeah. They're not allowed. Answers on a postcard, please. Um, in NXT with Asuka and Ember. Bailey? No. It may have been Ember. I think it might have been Ember. There was one. There was one I remember that didn't that didn't descend, and I was also yeah, because they always had they always had a weird level of weird respect about them. Mm. Yeah. That. Yeah. But. Yeah, so they're going on about Rhonda, and then we move on to her best friend. Best I'll friend, just skip, just, just skip this. Just I, skip I'm, I'm going to skip it. Natty is qualified for Money in the Bank. She beat Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Dana Brooke. No fucking surprises there. Um, she's their friends. She's training partner, Rhonda Elwin. She'll be Miss Money in the Bank, which she can only cash in on the champion of her own show, which was pointed out on SmackDown. So, wonder where this is going. Um, speaking of something else that we don't really need to fucking talk about too much, Elias versus Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode is in Money in the Bank. Elias isn't. Elias wins. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Elias's stuff is good, but I love then... the fact that he tied in the whole um, share price and everything went up. That's true. That's yeah. yeah. Like it didn't. Elias's stuff is gold. Always is. Yeah, like nothing any of us will ever complain about an Elias segment, but is he another one that we reckon is just kind of nearly treading water and creative is really not giving them much to fucking work with by way of long-term character here? I said, I think just buying their time with Elias. Like, there's, just, there's a lot of people are trying to build at the moment for good or bad reasons, and I think Elias is just kind of going to be the next wave. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just want so much more from He's been on fire. Um, uh, let's see, and then we move on to our main event. So we're getting through this quick enough. Um, so we have for some reason Braun and Super Sexy Balor showed up <laughs> to Kurt, uh, to Stephanie rather looking for a rematch against what Steve has dubbed Zigglypuff 2000. Uh, and welcome back, Steve. Um, and in the office, Steph offers them a bit of fruit, which Balor. Cla- 
cleverly says no to because Gully knows what the fuck she has in it. <laughs> and Braun decides to pick up an apple. And uh, she says, you know what? They're not a tag team. And that, no, that in the spirit of competition, she's going to make a match between the two of them. And Braun decides to squash the apple because he likes competition. That's a, that was a gimmick apple. Gimmick apple. <laughs> it looked like there was nothing in the middle of it, to be fair. He squashed it quite easily. Why would you gimmick an apple? Because he's, he's a very strong man. He's but a big then, then there's no need to gimmick the apple. <laughs> I don't know. That was weird. I, that, it was weird the fact that they were in the the um, the meeting room in the first place as friends. Like it just feel like the, okay, if you're going to have that match, fine. But the setup to that match was just was just dodgy for me. I don't know what what did you think about it though. Ish. I've talked enough, Nikki. Hugo. <laughs> I, I I didn't mind it personally. It was just I thought, I don't know. It was just weird. It's like all right. We're coming in as friends and we're looking for a tag match. Oh, we're going out of the room now as uh, enemies and we're going to have a one-on-one match. So, well, why does everything have to be a swerve? Why can't you just have clear, consistent booking through it out? Is my mic working? Yes. Hey! You're here. Let's try this again then, shall we? Carry on. Finish your point. <laughs> uh, the match? Solid. You know, this this is the first time I think they've said it about 17 times throughout the match that they've these guys have faced off one-on-one and it just goes to show that Finn can cut it with the big guy you know like there's there should be no fear about putting Balor in with uh, Lesnar even in this case he showed it that you know he can take the punishment because ultimately a big guy little guy the little guy is always going to take punishment but he, it's always about the fitness and being able to keep going through a match is what Balor can do. And Strowman stole that storyline very well as uh, as well. I don't know if Lesnar would sell that storyline too well, but uh, the segment on the outside where Braun runs around the ring, you know, Super Mario style, and gets caught with a sling blade. Fantastic. Yeah. Did not see that coming. I'm not going to lie. I marked out for that moment. <laughs> yep. you, you have a perfect story to tell with, with, as you said, Balor and the big guys. It's it's simple simple story to tell. He's the underdog at every every point he has. It's going to be great. Just just do it, and it gets him right over. There. <clears throat> you know, get over. Uh, they did the Undertaker and Jeff Hardy spot at the end. You know where he showed respect <laughs> at the very end. He picked him up. He was like he was going to slam him, but then he rested him down Still in the corner. The little man down in the corner. The little corner. <clears throat> that was good though. But then these are two guys that. The two main eventers that belong in the main event. Yeah. And it was nice to see it. Yeah. Um, Ended the show well for what the rest of the show was a load of shite. Yeah. And I'd probably say, and I, I read a couple of other people saying the same, it's probably one of Strowman's best actual matches. Like he's had good showings and he's had good spots and stuff in matches. But if you go bell to bell, this may well have been his best actual wrestling match. And it's no surprise that he was in the ring with Balor when that happened. Nope. Yep. You know, like I thought, I was when when he started to pick up Balor at the end. I thought, oh no, don't do it! You you just had the perfect ending to a perfect match with Balor. I could see him doing it. I was like, oh, just don't don't do it, don't do it. I wonder was he actually told to do it or not do it, and or did he just take that initiative off the bat, or was he even meant to do that at all? Um, but you could see the crowd were like, no, the crowd weren't even chanting for one more time. No. I'm wondering, is it nearly playing up a respect thing to allow for them to essentially have one of the mini alliances during Money in the Bank? 
have them clear their house a bit and then just have their whole usual stare down thing. But he'll have a David versus Goliath style stare down instead of two big guys for a change. <laughs> but you'll essentially have the two of them where they'll stare down a bit of a grin out of both of them, and then the two of them will just go at it for a minute or two. Maybe you never really know how the money in the bank matches go, they're always very peculiar. Yeah, and with eight guys in the ring, it's hard to see factions being formed unless you're already part of a group, but. You never really know. No. That'll be Perfect timing, Steve. <laughs> Can, is any of it going through at all, though? Not a word of that last bit. That that line came through fine, but that that was just yeah nothing Fucking hell. back and produce and we'll just finish it off yeah you've got 20 minutes go cool. yeah, 25 maybe <laughs> right who's, who's running smackdown then am i running it or when he nick you can run it because you uh you... oh god running things well he'll have to see how difficult this is <laughs> but he'll have to do the ott one so. yeah so I, 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 oh fuck <laughs> if if Fitz's mic is breaking up as well though. Is it breaking up still or is it okay? It's a little bit, it's not too bad. It's like you're too close to it or something. Okay, if I sit back here a little bit, how is that now? It's a little too quiet now. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll just crack into it so. Two, one, two, one, two. I Did any of that? The one two one two came fine. Like, can anyone that got go, 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 go. you just keep going? So you you kind of took over it. So you keep going. One sec, one sec. Hold on. He really doesn't want me to have to fucking post <laughs> No, no. I just mean. I mean just, that just, just like... Not at all. Not at all. Try my best here. Not at all. You're the one that said you were sick of talking. So I'm trying to help. I'm only I'm only going like. I don't mind fucking chatting away. One two one two one two one two one two. Okay, that seems to be okay. That all came through okay. I just I just disconnected everything. Going to keep talking. See if it breaks again. Lovely day out. Grand day for it now. Blah 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 blah. One two one two. Everything came through there. Okay, we'll try it and see. And if not, I'll jump back in. Yeah. I have to get my licks in on the Miz. <laughs> That's the reason. Page. No, no, just to get it. So we, so we, do, do we have a segue from Raw to SmackDown? Night and mm. we, well, we ended we ended Raw with a show of respect. Now, how about Steve shows his respect for the Miz? <laughs> <laughs> no, just go. That was shit. Anyway, and go. Uh, and go. <laughs> Just jump in. This is my last. I'm not going to jump in again. It's gone, is it? In fact, that, that line is fine. I say if, if you come in for bits, like don't. Yeah, yeah, okay. Don't host, but uh, let. But okay, it would be okay. So. Someone go and just keep an eye on the chat. I'm going to be a dick about time. So go. You got go. 23 minutes. Go. So. uh yeah, we ended with something that we ended Raw on a bit of a high and we'll go straight into SmackDown, which was definitely a hell of a lot better than Raw was. Uh, we kicked off the show with The Miz hosting an old Miz TV segment with The New Day. Uh, he was trying to get us to scoop. 
which one of the members of New Day were going to be joining Money in the Bank. Um, he keeps trying to pressure the boys a bit, trying to drive a wedge between them, saying, you know, you deserve it. Uh, maybe Big E deserves it more. Typical Miz being a bollocks. Steve must have hey, loved it. Hey, hey, get fucked. Hey, I enjoyed it, but he's he is a bollocks. Like, there's no denying he's a bollocks. But uh, he couldn't even say the word Fortnite. Well, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. It's what he does best. Leave him alone. Yeah, leave um, Prince Nevin alone. Yeah, Prince Nevin all over again. But um, yeah, he basically says he can beat any of them on any given day. Uh, so Big E nominate Big E. Um, he says no, and they throw pancakes at him and chase him to the back, shouting shame, which was pretty shame. funny. Uh, by the time he gets back there, shame. fuck off, Bo. <laughs> um, he goes back and stands in gorilla, just staring at Paige for a long time and looking at some of her videos. She keeps <laughs> seconds starting like that. <laughs> uh, how many? How many writers had that moment there where the big pause happened? Uh, everyone that's seen one of her videos like, okay <laughs> yeah. familiar territories look longingly at each other it was filled with writers it was two behind her two in front of her <laughs> two in her ear telling her what to do two on top of her. One, one, of them, one of them just keeps putting words in her mouth just putting things in her mouth <laughs> for fuck's sake um, uh, I'll go yeah. back to my producing duties now <laughs> <laughs> so uh, eventually she when she gets everything out of her mouth including this sentence she sends him back out to face Biggie um, one line on commentary which was uh, can you imagine Xavier doing the floss like he's a Tilted Towers Fortnite references are they done with Rocket League is the Rocket League crossover not a thing anymore <laughs> Is that Can we get so much there? Rocket League references in? Like, so it's Fortnite. Fortnite or Fortline? For F- Medal of Honor, F- Medal of Honor, Fortline. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I don't know. Um, the, the match, the match was solid enough. You know what to expect from a Miz match. Uh, they switched commentary halfway through. Hmm. Uh, we started off with Xavier on commentary, and then we finished with Kofi on commentary. Oh no, we started with Kofi. No, no sorry. No. Yeah, no. I was right the first way. Um, the bar interfere. Uh, nice spot where Kofi comes running around the ring, up onto the steps, across Cesaro and onto Sheamus, which was pretty cool. Uh, Assassin's Creedy was all I could think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the bar interference costs Big E the match, and Miz gets the win. So what do we think is going to happen next week? He's going to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. Uh, if <laughs> I, I don't know if it's freezing up for you or not, but Steve is there talking and bugging like a mofo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have a feeling he thinks he, he's, he's either going for the Undertaker thing or the tag team match play a play a holla 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 Hogan Hogan. hall of fame and shite um, speaking of shite Fitz you didn't enjoy this bit um, well you probably enjoyed the Lana bit but uh, Lana versus Billy Kay Lana got her very own special Aiden English intro because Lana is the best and Lana is number one. So, well, every day is Rusev Day. Today was Lana Day. It was. And Lana, she had her own day and she dressed appropriately for it with a big, massive vagina as part of her outfit. Beautiful golden vagina chest. <laughs> yeah. To be fair now, of, of all the vaginas I'd like to see in WWE's Smackdown Live, that would be number one. 
So Lana is number one. Look online. It's I was going to say, look online. It's already there. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Not of, you can find it online. Yeah, the shtick, the comedy shtick from the iconic slash iconic duo slash Aussie girls, whatever they're fucking calling themselves these days. This week, I did not enjoy. This this was just annoying. Clearing their throats, preparing to sing, and then actually singing was terrible. How about making fun of Aiden? That to make fun of Aiden because that's who you know they can't make fun of Lana because she's number one. You have to go for someone lower on the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> and we also do have our, our our esteemed producer chiming in. Uh, I'm not going to even try and hide it and say his words for him. I'm going to say these are his words. I hate these cunts. Kill them with fire. You know, you so, can't uh, say some stuff, Steve. If it breaks up, we'll, we'll you know, they yeah. find you. But... Yeah, Kevin Dunn can have a voice on this show. <laughs> At least explain why I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Steve isn't here because he's busy combating uh, a renegade battalion on his home planet. No, just shitty internet tonight for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I, was fuck, I was trying to make it sound cool, man, whatever. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, from it. I thought he was just looking for the new page video online. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, Which it's, one? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's not it's that not hard. hard. You, just, you just type P into Google and <laughs> all these results. Um, yeah, um, yeah, high-pitched screaming and yelling and shrieking and Peyton's iconic duo over there and Billy's iconic duo over there and Lana's duo of iconic vaginas were there and it was, it was it was good stuff but a lot of it was just shite um it was a quick match it was a very quick match the the, the stick on the outside i think was longer than the actual in ring bit i mean they had english pull the lana they signed he pulled that out of the crowd or under the ring under the ring was under the ring i couldn't quite see next time i just see him bend down and he picks up a lana they signed there's a bit of a mess. Um, they go to uh, Billy Case slaps Lana, goes to throw her back into the ring as she rolls back in. Lana with an L kick, followed by the L X Factor, or trying to get her to go after one of the iconic vaginas. Um, <laughs> Lana wins. Lana day chance. Lana number one. Herself and English were all kind of pally pally afterwards. Surely this can't be going the way of breaking up Rusev. No, I, I think they tested that and they're like, no, that's not going to work. Let's let's change yeah. that. Like, yeah. But we've already talked on Raw about how stupid they are with some of the stuff they're going for. Could they be this stupid? Nah, the last couple of weeks they've kind of gone straight and narrowed down the line of English is the propaganda machine for Rusev slash Lana Day. So I, Christ, you can't be saying that when you're talking about your Eastern Europeans and propaganda fits. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's the 21st century now. You can say whatever you want. Oh, Hitler, was, Hitler was a bad man. He's gone. He's, he's in the past. Fine. Hashtag repeal the propaganda. All right. Yeah. Lana's in the money bank, which is an yeah. interesting choice. Yeah. It's like, who's she going to. Like, surely she's going to just be outside the ring for most of it. We're not going to actually have her in. No, I'd imagine she's one of the people that's just, you know, left on the outside to take bumps and be rolling around in pain for a good while um, I'm that's the way they're gonna go with that one true like there is enough of the actual wrestlers in that money in the bank match for the women that they don't necessarily need to rely too much on lana i presume she'll be probably taking a lot of the bumps yeah but um it's it's, it's hard to know really what way they're going to do it but the 
I'm a bit disappointed we're not going to have Asuka in that match, though. Asuka's yeah. going to what she's up against uh, Carmella, isn't it? Yeah, she's in single. I, I can understand that. If you give her the briefcase, it's, I don't think she, a briefcase suits her. Uh, I, I, I'm curious about who they're actually going to give this to, though. Yeah, it's going to be a strange one. Um, the Carmella, she just won the, the belt after beating... Um, Charlotte twice. Did you know that she bet Charlotte twice? twice? Oh, she bet her twice. I was yeah. I, oh, oh, really? I was unaware of this information. That is completely new information. Hmm. Was that between drinking bottles of water? <laughs> <laughs> throwing them at Kalisto. Yeah, throwing them at Kalisto. We got the best of both worlds. Uh, pick it up, take it slow, and then you rock out the show. Uh, I think the, a different song, but whatever. The scary thing is, and we we've noticed this on many times on this on this podcast. Uh, the, the mirroring of the Raw and SmackDown women's divisions. Um, and if you look at the Money in the Bank championship matches, or the championship matches happening at Money in the Bank for the women, on Raw you've got Ronda Rousey, a legitimate ass kicker, going up against a woman who can't wrestle who is existing champ. On SmackDown you've got Asuka, who's a legitimate ass kicker, going up against a champion who can not actually wrestle. But, but Fitz, Carmella is twice as good as Asuka. Um, are you using Scott Steiner mats here now, or what? It's very clear mats that Carmella used on, on SmackDown. It was perfectly clear. Hit us with it. Charlotte beat Asuka. Okay. Carmella beat Charlotte twice. Therefore, Carmella is twice as good as Asuka. Okay. But, but if you look at that, Asuka has zero wins against Charlotte, whereas Carmella has two wins. Two multiplied by zero also equals zero. Mm. Ah, it's the multiplier effect. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. But um, exactly. Yeah. And our, our uh, Carmela is uh, our friends at uh, Take Two Takedowns uh, podcasts. Lashley, she is their Lashley. Yeah, they, <laughs> they don't seem like her at all. Um, I, I don't see why. I think she, I think she's doing she's doing her job very fucking well. Like she's supposed to be this annoying bitch, and she's been an annoying bitch. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the Carmela stick. Yeah. And let's be honest, and this is nothing against Gordo personally, she's a lot better to look at than Nia Jax. <laughs> that is true. I will not argue that. That is true. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I liked, I really liked her promo this week. I thought it was great. Yeah, no, she's doing good promo work, and I'd nearly rather have seen the roles reversed here. I'd like to have had Carmella going up against Rousey, and I'd like to have had Asuka going up against Naya. I think it would have been a better dynamic, but you you played the cards you're dealt, I suppose. Exactly. Exactly. Uh and we had uh after that then well actually before that we're getting things with me. Also on the show, uh we <laughs> had uh see and- Andrade Cien Almas get his uh his second SmackDown match, which was also against a jobber. Yep, jumping Jake O'Brien has made it to fucking WWE TV. Yes. The job squad is back. This guy did not get a name. This last guy, last week's guy, actually got a name. This guy did not get any sort of name at all, but the crowd were still firmly behind the jobber. Yep. <sighs> how this how do you fuck up Almas? I don't this know if they have. I th- think this is just letting the crowd get to know what he's about. But they don't need to do that with everyone they bring up. Like, what are they actually doing? Like, the crowd are hating on this. Well, not hating on it. Hating on it is a bit harsh, but. The- the crowd have seen this shtick with so many guys before that they're the effect is become nullified as a result of it. 
And the the angle I know they're they're working with is that Almas is frustrated with being given jobbers to work with, so that ultimately when he does get someone big, he'll he'll get a bigger bigger rub from either beating them, or he'll have the whole oh you're not as good as you think you are feel if he loses. Hmm. He will be going over Orton at SummerSlam, I reckon. That's if Orton's back. He's yeah, uh, injured at the minute. Uh, first I know he's due to be back very shortly. Okay, well, uh, welcome. But uh, no, like I reckon they have to be going towards a Rusev feud at some point with this. It writes itself. Why two foreigners? <laughs> Rusev with Lana, Almas with Vega. Imagine promos. But um, can I can I just have Lana and uh, Zelina together, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I'll I'll need a couple of minutes. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Things with, with <laughs> You're the... being optimistic there, Fitz. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> uh, but almost got through it anyway after uh, getting a run, hitting a double, a running dick to the face, and then a running dick to the back of the head, and then a hammerlock DDT. Page here. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is training him? <laughs> it's like, okay, so you run and then thrust just as you're about to connect. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, personally, I'm worried about the reactions and also lack thereof when it comes to the Almas segments. I know it's early days and it's time yeah. to turn it around, but this guy was a fucking star only a couple of weeks ago in NXT, you know, look at it. It's nice. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's I think it's worrying, but it's he's not he's not dead or an arrival a la Lashley, which no. is a good thing, I suppose. I, re- I reckon they'll pull this back. Uh, they'll get let Selena Vega get some more mic time and she'll get it back. Be no problem there. I don't think and Almas is good enough in the ring that Give him a good long match and crowd, he'll win the crowd over anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, I suppose we've done the Mellow promo, so we'll skip to something else that won the crowd over. Um, we had the stipulation segment for the Styles versus Nakamura match. Um, it's a so, pillow fight. Spoiler. Yeah, pillow fight. Um, <laughs> Renee was in the ring. She welcomed AJ. I don't know why AJ had to be there for this because Shinsuke not just come out and said, it's this match and then done. But whatever. Um, Tom tells us 195 days AJ is champ. Good stats. Nice to know. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't get the whole thing of them standing across the ring from each other. And I suppose they hate each other right now. It was weird to me. But um, yeah, Nakamura throws for recap and says he's not just going to beat AJ. He's going to dishonor him. Uh, hit to a point he's never going to recover. And essentially, Nak- uh, Nakamura is going to take his house. So that's kind of mean. But it's also theft. Yeah, theft. That's a bad. That's a bad Shinsuke. It's a very heelish thing to do. Mm. Um, he then announces that the stipulation, as Nikki spoiled, dickhead, is a <laughs> pillow fight. Um, and then there's a comment that they just said, "Yeah, well, I always knew you were the king of soft style." Soft is the opposite of strong. Oh, I thought weak was, but whatever. Um, that means that Kathy Kelly is not going out with Tom Mike Mike Tom. I don't think, know. I think it might be, but but moon lads, moon. It's over the moon, over the moon. Oh, but was that Dean Ambrose? He's it's currently at sabbatical with Seamus's parents in Dublin. Yeah, but all being paid for by Renee Young. Oh man, this just gets more intricate every week. Fitz, go back and listen to the rock to the last episode. We actually covered it in detail before it ever happened in the last yeah. episode. We we, we had oh, a okay. um, wait, wait. Is that the what, one where does that leave Jericho? Whoa, whoa, a while Steve appears. <laughs> where does this leave Jericho and the Tom Mike, Tom Mike continuum? 
or Mike Tom continuum? Uh, he's he's too busy uh, filming Saturday Night Ho Fever. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Jerry, did you see the, the promo he caught on the the expletive ridden promo that he, he caught on Night Out at the end of the he caught That's a promo good. on a fucking turtle. <laughs> it is fucking gold. The man can do no wrong. Um, yeah, people, watch it. Watch the Jericho promo. It's so good. Um, yeah, so eventually the boys decide to have a fight. Uh, they spill to the outside and then into the WWE universe. Uh, AJ tries to forearm back in, but gets a chair shot. And then Nakamura starts chanting to 10. But the commentators didn't quite know what was going on. No, it took them a while, didn't it? Um, you think that one of them would have said, does this mean what I think it is? You know, maybe someone like, I don't know, Corey Graves, who'd been a wrestler for, what, 13 years, might have copped. All the concussions, you know, made him a bit loopy. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, but, yeah, so eventually the crowd kind of joined in a bit and uh, he drops AJ up on the table, then uh, manages to nail a Kinshasa, and then another 10 count. And then he finally kind of, you know, breaks all the suspense and says, oh, well, it's not going to be a pillow fight. We're going to have a last man standing match. Um, In case people weren't sure. Cause, yeah. Uh, and was, no, was, not, not in the slightest. Um, we also had Corey Graves say that Nakamura may have AJ Styles' number. Anyone have any idea why? Is it 10? Is it 10? I thought that was Ty Dillinger's. <laughs> AJ's is one. P1. You sunk my battleship. It's not even a P on battleship. <laughs> Corey, you're terrible at this. Hashtag fire Corey. Um, yeah, well, it should be a good match. It has to main event, surely. Oh, I'd have to. I, I'd be, either this or the, I say the men's, probably the men's uh, Money in the Bank match. But uh, I'd put this on last. The big dog! No. Booah. Booah. <laughs> I'm worried you're right, Fitz, but I really hope they give this 25 30 minutes and even go on last. They've got to, they have to have learned after backlash. Yeah, this like this needs have. something, but um, well, speaking of money in the bank, I believe we've crowned a new number one contender as for money in the bank, or did they say when it's going to be? So we um, had the brothers versus the brothers to take on the brothers. Oh, yeah. let me tell you something, brothers. <laughs> Um, yeah, good brothers against the Usos. Pretty good match, quick enough match, but pretty good match. They both uh, promo beforehand and everything. Yeah, and the usual shtick. Someone is a nerd, and we're apparently in the Uso penitentiary and locked down. No, I didn't even say lockdown. I did like the line. He gave a line. Um, what was it? Uh, this is SmackDown Live where the Usos reside. I was like, yeah. In, I said, in this the... ain't Japan. <gasps> Raw. It's good that someone decided to write a promo telling them what show he's on. Fair folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, a promo that ends in violence. Shocking. Never would have thought it. But um, good brothers get the win, um, including Gallows kicking out of an Uso splash, which I, to be honest, I honestly thought that Uso's had it won. But yep, good brothers, magic killer. Uh, they are going on to face the Bludgeon Brothers, which should be a pretty good match. Um, Although, according to our esteemed producer, uh, he reckons Hulk Hogan is going to beat them all in a six-on-one match. A winner and the new tag team champs is Hulk Hogan, brother, 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 brother. 
brother, brother. And that's how he gets brought back into the company, apparently. Um, yeah, we move on to another match that we don't really need to talk about. Naomi qualified for money in the bank. Sonny Deville didn't. Yay. Feel the glow. And all that glow. Now we're on to second chance match to get a chance. A second chance to get a chance to qualify for money in the bank. Uh, Daniel Bryan faces off against Jeff Hardy for a chance to face Samoa Joe for a spot in Money in the Bank. This stick all came about because Big Cass went and got himself fucked up. Uh, he, is, he is done again, we reckon. Um, I haven't seen any updates on how long he's actually going to be out, but I've seen a couple of videos and it did look like he was struggling to walk on it at a house show the other day, so that's not a good sign. He's either selling very well or he's re-injured again. Yeah, he looked pretty pissed. So. He managed to finish the match this time, though. Fair play to him. Well, he's, yeah. fucking, he's fucking used to it. It's the second time in the year. Like <laughs> He didn't finish the last one. Uh, well, true, but he doesn't have anyone to finish on now, so... Oh... <laughs> oh. Why is that, Gordo? Because <laughs> Paige wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, fuck's sake. Um, so yeah, Brutzum had a little promo backstage beforehand. Uh, Daniel Bryan talks about how it's such a huge deal how himself and Jeff are facing off for the first time ever in 2018, and we never thought it would happen. Um, because Jeff over huge, I mean, huge goes on about how he's such an innovator, all the stuff he's done, uh, how he's progressed high flying, all this sort of stuff. Uh, really put him over good, uh, but says that he's going to tap out a legend. Jeff kind of just hyped himself up even more, really. He didn't really do much for Debray. He said it would be a good match and he can't wait to face him. But Talk about brains. Brains. He used a lot of big words. Cerebral. Uh, synapses were firing. Synapses firing. His mm. neurons, his brain, scorching his cerebrum. Now, why, yeah. would, why would someone keep bringing up a lot of stuff around brains? Can't hmm. think of it. Not a clue. No. Must be something no. else. Something else page related or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, he spoke, spoke a load of shite. Um, weird promo. Jeff is on the drugs again. Wellness policy firm, please. Allegedly. Uh, and, well, I don't know. Watch that promo back. I don't think we need an allegedly there. Um, <laughs> he's flying, lad. He's flying. He's fl- flying, flying high. <laughs> flying high. Uh, we had Joe on commentary for the match. And, yeah, every, everything Simone Joe right now is fantastic. But why was Joe wearing ring gear for a commentary position? He wrestling. was He was probably in the dark match. But we don't see that on TV. TV is a fucking product of its own right. Ah, but maybe he was maybe he was hoping he'd have a match. We don't know. Or maybe he just always walks around like that. Maybe he always walks around in shorts with a towel draped over him. No one knows. This is one of my pet peeves of actual WWE. If you're on commentary, you know, wear a tracksuit, wear a hoodie or whatever. Don't come out like you're about to have a match. Moving along. Yeah. Where were they? Where were they? They were in Boston, were they? There? New York. New York. Albany. That was no, 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 that was wrong. Worcester. They were, yeah, they were Boston, in, Massachusetts. They're Boston area because because Miz made that crack about the yeah, but Worcester, Celtics. Worcester. Uh, mm. Yeah. How warm is it? That's basically what I was going for here, you know, because you know. He may have needed it. Yeah, I don't know. Like pollution or something. Yeah. Global warming. Um, synergy yeah synergy <laughs> dealt max power i don't know <laughs> i read it on a hairdryer um yeah at the end of the day this 
this whole match was a good match, but big thing about it is WWE are looking for guys at the moment. They're wondering where's their faces, where's the new, the, the guy to carry the company. And next thing, D Boy just comes out there and just gets biggest reaction of the week by a mile. Um, you can make guys look whatever way you want, and this lad's going to show up looking like an absolute caveman. They've lured down with a chunk of fucking tofu because he doesn't eat meat. Uh, the place <laughs> is just going to go berserk for him. So, yep. Do you know why, Gordo? You know why? Because he's fucking talented. That's why. So damn talented. Yeah, just shows machine. Machine doesn't fucking know what's going on. Um, he, this man doesn't need the machine. He didn't need it five or six years ago. He doesn't need it now, but they, by God, do they need him, and they should be throwing money at him for whenever his contract is up. Just after SummerSlam, I think. Uh, but yeah, they should be throwing money at him right now. Um, yeah, no, what's you making the match? I know it's a really good match. Uh, the highlight of the match for me was that Swanton bomb onto the knees. Yeah. Oh my God, that looked vicious. I don't think I've ever seen anyone hit the, get the knees up in a more perfect position that made it just look absolutely vicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and it's it's no, right. It literally took the words out of my mouth, you know. Give ask anyone else to do that spot and they wouldn't be able to do it as good as uh, as Brian. You know, if WWE had any sense, and let's be honest with you here, that we, we question that every minute of every day. They um he he just he should be training everybody, you know. Why isn't yeah. he training everyone? That's true. Also, I like that uh, Brian has now decided to add a new submission finisher. It seems the the heel hook is the second time now he's used this, and he, Jeff tapped out to it. Yep, you've been watching them old Michelle McCool matches. <laughs> Break out the fucking what was her finisher called? It was Brazilian heel hook. Oh, the, uh, the fate breaker next. Fate breaker, it? yeah, yeah. Just just a style slash, but fate yes, breaker. Fate breaker, different different shark head. Different shark. Um, yeah, it was good though. Um, good match. Debra gets the win. He taps out Jeff with the heel hook. So I like the fact that they're giving him kind of a variety of finishers. He has that. We know he still has the S lock. We know he has the run and knee. It's kind of making everything about him a bit more unpredictable, which is going to make him stand out even more compared to the cookie cutter matches that we're going to see from everybody else. So yeah, so next week we get Joe versus Debra for the first time since December 2006. Wow. That I I can't. I hope they give it time. I can't remember if it was 06 or 08. It's one or the other, but yeah. It's it's but I really hope they give it a good bit of time next week and Just don't have a dodgy finish. Give it the second hour of the show. Mm. Fuck it, you'll get people to stay on. If people know, <laughs> if people know that's the main event and you open the second hour with fucking Joe coming out to the ring, even if he cuts a 5-10 minute promo to kill some of the time, you give him 40 odd minutes, Jesus Christ, people are going to yeah, fucking... I know, I know exactly how this match is going to go. Five minutes in, do you want to kick each other in the dick? Oh, uh, Rochambeau. Rochambeau is fucking contagious. Uh, Smackdown. Smackdown is the house that AJ kicks people in the dicks in. Smackdown is the house that things become contagious. Is that right, Paige? <laughs> All over everyone. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to Smackdown next week just for that match alone, but... All in all, a good show, I think. Definitely a hell of a lot better than Raw was. Yeah. Raw was shite. SmackDown was pretty good. Yeah. Remember how we were saying that Raw was so much better than SmackDown for so long? Remember how they we, we thought that couldn't uh, possibly change anytime soon? That was two weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know? Yeah, things around about lads. Things around about. Yep. Remember when we were complaining about about Steve and how we needed a new a new host for the podcast? <laughs> there you have me. That was, that was one hour ago. <laughs> and he's muted, so he can't fucking say anything now. Uh, Let's just hope that Steve gets new internet soon. I control everything. I can unmute myself at any time. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's another week in WWE, lads. Um, I, I I got to watch back the two OTT shows just before. I watched all this, and Jesus Christ, I nearly forgot how good. Uh, and I, in hindsight, OTT was fucking amazing. It was, it was amazing anyway, but Raw made it just feel ten times better. Um, anyone will also be uh, doing those OTT shows separately. Yeah, but at the end of yeah, but at the end of if, any, if anyone has actually hasn't heard our OTT review podcast yet, check them out on ottonondemand.com. Um, they're fantastic shows and they'll restore your faith in wrestling. So make sure to check them out. Give those guys. But, but Gordo, where might you find our review of OTT's wrestling? Our review you will find on our YouTube channel. We don't have a name yet. So you will have to search for 2-Bit Sports. Subscribe so we can get a name. Subscribe and fucking watch all the videos and everything. We need everything. Just But mainly subscribe because we need to get a name so this plug doesn't feel awkward every week and <laughs> if you wanted to find out our instant reactions to ott uh, news and happenings on twitter where would you find that i believe you can find that on the twitter uh twitter.com forward slash two bit wrestling uh, we will also you'll also see links for most of our weekly recaps for both raw and smackdown in text form if you can't quite wait for our podcast to go out on our soundcloud every week uh that's it podcast that podcast is available on SoundCloud.com. Uh, you will have to search for Two Bit Sports. Uh, you can also find it on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, whatever that one Nicky always goes on about that he really likes using for stuff. And yeah. essentially, <laughs> can't even remember himself. Fair play, Nicky. That's the one. Uh, but essentially, anywhere the iTunes feeds into, you will find our podcast. You just need to search podcast for the addict. podcast yeah. addict. You just need to search for alleged wrestling podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash 2bitsports. And you will also be able to find our articles for both wrestling-related content, gaming content, and also other sports and generic stuff that just pops into our head during the week on 2bitsports.com. Um, <laughs> Shane Steve was gone, really. Um, well, he, was, he, he was all right, but... At the end of the day, we've we've upgraded the host of the show now. So, Rest in peace. Shall, shall we all just take a moment of silence there in honor of our brother who's uh, sadly fallen to his untimely death this week? R.I.P. in pieces. R.I.P. in pieces. But Cordo is definitely a better host. Uh, but yeah so uh, all, all joking aside um, that's the end of it so listen back to those plugs and go look us up on all those different fa- platforms and uh, you'll be able to catch us here next week where hopefully I won't have to host this again because my voice is starting to go this is really sore uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can find a Lazarus bit and bring you back from the dead uh, we apologise for the absolute shitstorm of a show that this was this week but at the same time it was still better than Raw <laughs> <laughs> Say good night, old boys. Good night, everybody. Night, oh.